Hey, hey, we're back. We're back. We're back. My man. We're back, bud. But I don't know if I'm playing golf anymore. Oh, dude, we got so much to fill y'all in on. So much content over the next couple weeks. Maybe we'll even drop this banner sesh we've been trying to get. Tell me about your golf game. What's up? It's not very good. Um, having a tough time breaking the 80 right now. What's uh, What seems to be the problem? A lot. A lot. There's um, smothers, high and rights, low and lefts. It's just, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I just played in member guest this past weekend with uh, my partner Brandon Katzeff at Yakigani Country Club. And, uh, yeah, man, I dog him for his putting. And I have to give him a shout out that he putted incredible. Great. Well, he got he got a new putter, I understand. Yep, he got a new putter, but he's putting really good. Um, we just didn't do it on the same day. You know, first day, I played pretty good. He played okay. Second day, he played good. I played okay. Just didn't. Which is weird for you because, you know, you play at your home course. Um, you're not used to, at least when I play with you, you don't really have that two-way miss going often especially with your irons and really your driver. So to hear that from you, it's a little well, alarming. I hit a duck hook on a, on a, on a drive. That's that, I've never seen that. I've never seen you hit a hook. Well, well, it's now a part of the game. It's tough, dude. It's, um, how about you, bud? You been bud, playing good? No, playing good. I think we're in the same boat. I mean, I'm, I'm actually exhausted from playing golf. I said that today. I'm like, you know what? I didn't play golf at all this weekend. This past weekend at all. Um, And it it felt good. Felt good. But it's not good, man. It's just like, it's kind of like you just go out there and you start doing the same crap. Hit yourself. And it's like, why did I just do that? I just made a dumb mistake. And then it just snowballs. And then next thing you know, you're 10 over par. You look like a dummy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're, I mean, and right now, some of you might be hearing the birds chirping. Um, We're at one of the most beautiful resorts in the country, Nemecolon. Uh, thank you to them uh, for sponsoring Chasing Birdies. But we're here, we're recording. The birds are happy, as you can hear. Yep. Um, and again, go check them out, nemecolon.com. A lot going on here. I mean, there is a lot for children to do, adults. I, I mean, I just got my hair cut here last week, bud. Like, I didn't even know that they did that. I'll tell you what, dude, you're looking you're looking great, bud. It's looking pretty good. A lot of gray, but whatever. I mean, you've been gray now for 10 years. So so we got that going on. So please check them out. Tell them the Chase and Birdie Boys sent you over. The golf courses are looking incredible, oh, look incredible. right now. So good. Um, and I'm excited. We're, we're getting out here to play a little bit. Well, yeah, bit. maybe you'll go get your feet rubbed after this round. I mean, I don't a spa. Know. It's a pretty good spa. Yeah. So back to, to us playing golf. At the member guest, I had a gentleman come up to me, mm-hmm. and I know, I know him, but he came up to me and said, I have something for you, and he gave me a Titleist 20, and it said chasing birdies on the side, and no he way. said, you can't use this ball against me, because I had them in the next match, because if you beat me, I'll, I'll fight you. So that was the stipulation. I could not use that ball against uh, him. His name is Matt Gavea, good dude, and, and a long-time listener of the show. He loves it, dude. He listens dude. to it, and, and it's great, so... You know, we got so much good feedback on Willie. Uh, what a great episode that was. And I think moving forward, looking into the future a little bit, we have some really cool things lined up, you know, with, with 
Nemecolon in place and entertaining some of these guests up there. It's only going to get better. I'm dropping some new merch soon. In fact, I see you're wearing one of our What's newest up, editions. But that thing looks great. What's up? It's a little rope hat. Looks good. I Again, at the member guest, people were asking me, what, what are you coming out with hats, putter covers, this, that, and the other? The hats are coming out this week. Yeah. Uh, they should be up this week. Yeah, our merch manager, Funna, sent them all down to Houston and should be loaded up on the website for y'all to go on and check them out. Maybe maybe buy one or two or three if you want. But they do look good. They do look good. And definitely excited about this new Holderness and Born swag we got. It's here. Ah, it fits like a glove, bud. It's here. You, but Holderness and Born got us some swag. We're looking good in it. And I'll tell you this much, Nemecolon sells it. And I might need to get Holderness to get me a little shirt with the Chase and Birdies logo and the Nemecolon Pearl logo. Pearl logo, yeah. Um, because this stuff's so good. But regardless, you look great, bud. Uh, now so. that we got hats, I feel like we're official now that we got hats. But official, I mean, we've been official. It's just, hey, keep doing what we're doing. And I, also, this episode today, I mean, this kid, this gentleman, this man, Running the show at Bettinardi Golf. He's running it, and he's uh, he's he's running it in the right direction. You give somebody like me this, and I'll tell you what, boys, we might be closed, but he's uh, booming right now. Oh, my God. And uh, the creative mind there is incredible. Um, American-made product. Again, they do everything in Tinley Park, Illinois. I know Ryan's putters in production right now. My wedges are in production right now. I can't wait for them. I mean, oh. I might not be playing golf by then, but um, can't wait for it. Sam, though, tells his story, how he got involved, a little bit of the background of the company. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah. it's a great episode. Great and somebody our age running a company like that's really, it's really cool. Yeah, so it's impressive. And so you guys make sure you, after the show or during the show or, you know, before the show, whatever. Check out BetnardiGolf.com, and it's definitely worth spending some time, maybe getting yourself fitted for a putter if you are an avid golfer because the, the way they do it and utilize the technology is is really impressive. So hats off to Sam and the whole crew up there at Betnardi Golf, and we are so appreciative of the... Yeah, we need to give a shout-out to Sam, Nick, Nick, Nick Brandt, Nick, Nick Martini, uh-huh. uh, Mike Biviano, those guys are the ones, man. They're yep. the ones making that engine run. Yep. And yep. Um, again, they do a great job there. And we, we can't wait for our, our our partnership is going on right now. But I'm going to try to push them into getting us a promo code to get you guys a little discount on the website. Well, yeah, it's something worth that. So, hey, you guys, uh, let's get this puppy rolling for y'all. Uh, Sam Bettinardi from Bettinardi Golf. And we hope y'all enjoy this one. As you all know by now, Chase and Birdies is proud to be partners with Holderness and Bourne. Check them out online at hbgolf.com. Holderness and Bourne makes fabulous pieces that help you look good on the course, even if your game is not up to par. Check out their new arrivals now for this golf season. Also, head on over to chaseandbirdies.com to get some custom Chase and Birdie gear from Holderness and Bourne. We'll continue to drop these pieces through every season. That's chaseandbirdies.com. And Holderness and Born at hbgolf.com. Hey, we're excited about this episode today, huh? It's exciting. I mean, we're in person. We are in person. 
This is not a Bluetooth call in. We're in no. person with Sam Bednardi. Sam, thanks for thanks for jumping on the show. Guys, thanks for coming to Chicago. What a quick trip, yeah. but uh great to have you here. You guys got to see the factory and get fit for putters wow. this morning. How about it? Dude, I was just telling him before you walked in, I'm so impressed. Uh I obviously Bednardi's a huge operation, but to see the equipment and, and the process, you're it's incredible. Uh, so hats off to you guys. And it's first class from, from top to bottom. You walk in, the lady, I don't even know her name. Pam. But she's, Pam Pam's so a welcome. sweetheart. She's the best. Everybody makes you feel at home. Uh-huh. And that's why I was so excited for you to see the operation because I've seen it a couple of times and it yeah. is eye-opening. Yeah. When it everything is. is done, what you're you're getting fitted for a putter and you can look down and, and your putter is being made. Yeah. No, it's it's incredible. So... Walk us through a little bit of the backstory with Bettinardi. You know how how you came into the business and how how your father obviously started the company and kind of where you went or you know where you were and where you are now. Yeah, it's a it's a really cool story. You know, Bettinardi Golf was founded in 1998 from my father uh, Bob Bettinardi, and he started milling putters even to back it up a little bit before that. In 1991, he walked into a golf shop in the winter in Chicago. You know, it's cold, nothing to do. So he's looking for some new clubs. And he he sees an ad on the wall for a putter that's milled on a Bridgeport milling machine. And those machines are machines you crank by hand. So he walks in, sees this ad, and he owns a CNC milling machine. And he wonders, why in the world are they making putters on this old school technology? I think I can make it better. So on the ad, there's a, uh, a phone number for Callaway. It was a Bobby Jones billet series putter. And he said, I'm going to call those guys up and I'm going to see if I can make their putters. Leaves a message. Didn't think anybody call him back. Five minutes later, they go, Bob, our quality with our current vendors terrible. The delivery's late. We're unhappy. What can you do? Why don't you come on out to California and show us what you know what your capabilities are? Bob hops on a flight the next week, goes and meets them, starts the process. Because at the time he owned one or two CNC milling machines and he was making putters for hydraulic companies, you know, very high tolerance or tight tolerance parts, very intricate work. So going to California, learning what a putter was made. And seeing it, you know, hey, this is what we need. This is a body. This is a neck. This is how we're doing it right now. Go, you go do it, Bob. Show us what you can do. So he comes back to Chicago and in about 60 days figured out how to make a putter out of one block of steel. So at the time, they were milling the body. If you think of an answer style putter for us, a BB1, they'd mill the body, they'd mill the neck weld the two pieces together, that was one way, or they were getting it cast or forged overseas or in another process. So the biggest contribution I think my father's made to the game of golf was he was the first person to make a putter out of one block of steel, milling it out of one block of steel. So that was really, really cool to be able to do that. So, you know, over those two months, hey, I figured it out. I got this putter mill out of a block of steel. Let me show you what we guys can do. So we started making putter for Callaway and some of the other OEMs. And in 93, uh, Scotty Cameron found out about my father and wanted to make some, uh, you know, putters made in Chicago out of one block of steel. And a guy named Bernhard Langer got that putter into play in the 93 Masters. And I'd say the rest is history. So a cool stat about that, I think, is that in 93, there was only about seven players using milled putters at that time. And by 98, there was over 100 players using milled putters. So that was the big breakthrough in terms of uh, one-piece milled putters and, you know, milled putters in golf. And back to walking through the factory that they have here, you can tell that they're investing in their future at Bettinardi Golf. That's the most impressive 
thing to me when you walk through there. They're getting the newest equipment blocks of steel that we were actually picking up, and you can see that that block of steel was being cut right there in person. I again, you, it's your first time seeing it. So. Yeah, no, it was it was eye opening, and you know the thing about it is too. You, you you think about golf, you think about golf club manufacturing, and with respect to the driver, for example, everyone is always chasing a little bit longer distance, you know, better face, twist hit, twist face, for example. You know, with the putter, I think you guys have your certain mold, your so- certain inserts, you know, the right type of design on the face to really help the golfer elevate their putting game. And that's something that I would say most probably, you know, amateur golfers don't really pay attention to and, and realize that, hey, you use a putter every every hole you're on it is the most important club in your bag period and to have that technology that you guys utilize and continue to improve and sharpen it is just it's impressive it's impressive and again it all started from an ad mm-hmm. yeah and, and you know our podcast is chasing birdies he was chasing birdies then and he didn't even know it in the putter world yeah so so then let's fast forward to sam getting involved in the business what brought you into the family business of, of putters and wedges and accessories? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so after he started milling putters for some of those OEMs in the mid nineties, you know, started Bettinardi golf in 98 and saw some success. So I was born in 89, I'm 31 years old. So I grew up in a lot of this and, uh, started playing golf at the age of four or five junior golf tournaments, high school golf. You know, I played college golf at Marquette university and always have been around golf, love the game. So my original plan was to go somewhere else after college, work somewhere, get a little bit of outside experience, come back to the business, take it to the next level. So after I graduated in 2012, my father had the opportunity to work with Matt Kuchar. So all throughout that year, we had probably made him 20 or 30 putters. Uh, this new technology, this arm lock technology, you know, Matt came to us and two other companies and said, I have this idea for a putter that I want to put on my left forearm. And I think it's going to make me a better putter. The year before he won the money title on the PGA tour. So he was already a great player and a great putter, but he wanted to be more consistent. So when he came to us, we again, made him 20 or 30 putters, different offsets, different lengths, different lofts, because nobody was making arm lock putters. We were the first people to figure it out and engineer that. So when I graduated, my dad said, hey, we have this really cool opportunity to sign Matt Kuchar. Instead of working somewhere else, I need you right now. I need you to come into sales. I need you to come into marketing. I don't know what social media is. I don't know any of this stuff. Why don't you start now? So I knew I was always wanted to work here and I always wanted to run the business because golf is such a passion of mine and I'm a scratch golfer, love the game. So it was a matter of time. So with that opportunity of Matt Kuchar joining it, that was the start of it. So that was January 2013 and just kind of hit the ground running from there. And now you're, I mean, you're, you're expanded. I mean, you, you know, you look at the head covers, the wedges, you know, the swag now, you know, you've really elevated the company and you can see when you're here, the level of respect that everyone has for Sam at such a young age. I mean, he's 31 years old and he's running the show and that's commendable. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, Yeah. thank you. We got just an awesome team. I mean, you guys saw when we were, you know, touring the factory and getting fit in the studio. I can't do it without every single one of those people. So we have 140 employees here that, you know, we make putters 20 hours a day, five, six days a week sometimes, you know, from the putter being, you know, the metal being dropped off, you know, chopped on the saw to the machine 
polished, painted, assembled, shipped in house, you know, our designers, our marketing team, engineers, you know, order. I mean, we got a, just an unbelievable operation, a great team. And it's been so cool to see it grow to where it was, where it was more of a passion project for my father. You know, hey, I love golf. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good player. I make machine parts. Hey, let me start dabbling into putters. And again, no knock to him. He had some great success before I started here. He won the U.S. Open in 03, the PGA in 04, uh, probably 40 or 50 tour wins during that time. But taking it from what his passion was and now the brand that we are today has been an awesome ride. And it's, it's just going to keep going. You know, we're, we're not slowing down. So like Brian mentioned, the, the head covers, the towels, the, the metal markers, the divot tools, who's the brains behind all these designs? Because they are so catchy. I'm looking at your wall of head covers right now, and, and it's incredible to see the designs, the creativity that goes into this. Do you have a team? Is it you? Uh, how, does it, how does it shake out? Yeah, we, good question. We have a, a really good team, but I'd say a lot of the ideas, and I don't want to be conceited or anything, but a lot of the ideas start in my brain, and then I'll go to my designers and I'll say, hey, I have an idea for a, uh, a Windy City Wizard riding a magic carpet. I heard this song by Steppenwolf and, you know, uh, Magic Carpet Ride. Can we do that? Yeah, let's do it, right? So they'll mock it up. Hey, change this, tweak that. Boom, beautiful head cover. Or, hey, how about a, uh, the fat cat jumping into Poppy's Pond to celebrate Patty Tavitanic? It's win. Boom. So it's a great, it's a collaborative effort with our marketing team, myself, our designers. We have a couple meetings every week to keep the ball rolling and try to come out with cool product that nobody else is doing. And I feel like we're, we're hitting, you know, on all cylinders when we're having our high releases, what tour players are looking for. Uh, it's just fun. And to be able to make it ourselves in house is even more rewarding. So design, Hey, let's go walk over and see how the product's being made. Let's approve it on site. We're not ordering it from China where it takes eight weeks to get a sample. It comes in then 12 more weeks for production. We're making it live. So for mm-hmm. me, that's awesome. And you recently celebrated some success with a couple tour wins. Uh, Jason Kokrak obviously just recently won at uh, colonial, and he's repping the Betonardi, correct? Yes. And um, the, the LPGA player with the food on her. On uh, her. Patty Tavitanigan, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know. And, and, and that was a major. Yeah. That was our first LPGA major. So, we've got three PGA Tour majors. Uh, you know, the we're still looking for the Masters. But for Patty to win, you know, we signed her last year in the fall, December. And she wins pretty much straight out of the gate and took the LPJ world by storm with her length. You know, she's hitting at 310, 315, but she's makes everything. Uh, and for, you know, a lot of guys ask me, Hey, Sam, can you compete with some of these LPGA players? Absolutely not. These girls are unbelievable. I can't hit at 315. I can't make 30, 40 footers under pressure across the greens. I mean, Patty is unbelievable. We got to do some really cool uh, video work with her and some content down at Isleworth and watching her up close. Just she's a natural. It was so good. So the Bettinardi tour staff, you know, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Jason Kokrak, who just won. He's top five in the FedEx Cup standings. Kucher, longtime user, Sam Horsfield, Freddie Couples and Patty, you know, joining uh, Albon Valenzuela, Mooney, he Annie Park on our team. So we got eight or nine really, really good players and proud to have them. And now yeah. we have Ryan Bashauer on staff. And we, we finally got Bash. Yeah, I tell you what, man. I am sold. You know, the Scott is out. Uh, Betnardi is in. So for the listeners out there, I highly recommend uh, you checking out the Betnardi line of putters. There is one for you listening. I know there is. You just got to pick it out. But it will definitely improve your putting. And I sure. think, too, 
again, you, you go to betnardi.com, you, you go through the website, you see the different putters that they have, you see the d- different wedges that they have, the different finishes. But another step to your business is the hive. And a lot of people don't know about the hive and somewhat that's good for somebody like myself. I love that because I like to have something nobody else has. Um, so talk to us, how did the, the hive get formed? What is the hive? Great, great question, uh, Pepe. So the hive essentially started, so next door where you guys got fit, uh, Studio B. Studio B has been around since 2005, a couple of renovations here and there. But there was a closet in the studio that was just kind of an inventory closet. And uh, I was looking for a way that we could really uh, showcase that product. So we had all these beautiful putters, you know, one of one putters, uh, you know, $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 putters, but they weren't merchandise right. So when we found this closet, we're like, hey, let's gut the closet out and make it a really cool room. So we did that. And if you guys walked in the hive, you got to see it. It's kind of like the boom, boom room. It's a secret. There's a little code on the door, but you go in and there's just 50 unbelievable putters in there. And there's only so many people that can come to Chicago and experience that. So, hey, the concept was let's take what we did at the studio where we have these beautiful putters, merchandise, cool head covers, ball markers, divot tools, accessories, and make it available to the masses. So because we make all of our own product in-house, again, we can't mass produce these putters that we're making with the welds, the finishes, the different head styles. It's very, very time consuming to make this product. So our goal is every two weeks on online to do hive releases, whether it's putters, head covers, ball markers, divot tools, you name it. Uh, we've done a lot of fun milled accessories, depending on the releases. Last year, we milled dice, uh, mm-hmm. dice set. So that was pretty interesting. So anything that we think we can make that would be cool and golfers would love, we're trying to make make it happen. And it's limited first come first serve. Today we did our U S open release. It was gone in a couple minutes. So just, it's the fun part of our business. You know, yeah. the production line is what keeps it going in retail stores, you know, around the world. We're in over 40 countries around the world. So we got to keep our distributors going, but the hive is more of our creative uh, aspect and our, uh, our area to have fun and kind of show off the brand. Yeah. So now awesome. let's take it a step further from the hive. That's, that's an exclusive part of your business that, uh, has really caught on on social media over the last two years. So what about now um, Camp Betty? Talk, can you tell us a little bit about this this uh, site that's Camp Betty? And I, a lot of people don't know about this. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. No, Camp Betty is a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a group for, I would say our, uh, our elite collectors that are really, really into the brand. We have an area on our website called, uh, you know, the hive, which is online. There's the customers on our website that I would say are the best of the best that are always looking for more. And Camp Betty uh, is more of a test bed where we'll try different products and get some feedback. And there's limited head covers. There's, you know, there's a variety of things, but um, it's not something we market. It's more of a private group. And yeah, good luck trying to figure out how to get in. Well, and, 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 <laughs> and the reason I brought that up, I kind of put them in a bad situ- spot there. But the reason I bring that up is Bettinardi is not just stopping at the the front line. There's right. a layer. There's a layer. There's a layer. There's more layers behind it, and that just shows you they're not they're not satisfied where they're at. They want to get to the next level, and again, that's chasing birdies. Sam's not only chasing birdies when he's playing golf, but also in the office whenever he's designing a new head cover, he's designing a a hat or whatever it may be. Um, so that's why I wanted to bring that up, and, and so that you could kind of see 
that there, there's a couple different layers. No, we, we have the best customers in golf and we're, you know, a lot of these guys, when we do the two week releases, you know, they're looking for more. So like I said, whether it's a test idea on a new divot tool, whether it's a, um, a new head cover, our collector base, the group of guys and, uh, and ladies that we have in the group are phenomenal. So it's, it's just a nice way to kind of reward them on product that is not available to mass. It's available as tight knit group. And so far it's been great. Wow. I mean, that, pretty uh that's pretty cool cool layer there last question about the business before we transition over to talking a little bit about your hole in one at butler national uh do you foresee any shift out of wedges and putters into irons or any other type of club or are you just strictly stopping it where it is now Right now, we're we're solely focused on the short game aspect. Again, okay. putters we've done since 1998, coming up on our 25-year anniversary here pretty soon. And wedges has just grown. It's just grown a lot. And we feel like we have the best product that we've ever made in the wedge category. We do two-year cycles uh, in the coming years. Maybe you might see a little dabble into some other categories, but uh, if we if we design and manufacture the best product that we can make, we're going to bring it to market. So yeah. I'm not going to say we're not prototyping with something right now, but I we'll understand. See. Right. I, I'm going to talk on the wedges real quick because I just took a, yeah, another company play. 60 degree out, mm-hmm. put Betonardi in. It is incredible. Well, you bladed it over the green at Pete Dye on number three. It was awesome. Uh, but other than that, the spins, the bite. I did. I did. Hey. We can't we can't stop blades, but we can help feel and uh, and spin. That's what we can do. Much. You have a skilled bee cats in the car. Yeah, they were sitting watching the next the, the our our third hole, little tight lie, and I flop everything, and I I caught this thing on the upper lip of that wedge, and it went. 50 yards and I had to hit it like 10 yards. So hopefully you didn't put a, uh, what are they, an idiot mark on the wedge. I know it's more drivers, but I I didn't, (laughs) but out of the bunker, the 60 degree was incredible. Um, so I'm excited because I'm, I I think I'm going to be reaching out to somebody about a 50 and 54 to get the other ones out. So, um, so let's talk about your golf. You you love a lot. Love golf. Two kids at home, three-year-old and one-year-old. So golf's gone down a little bit, but still try to play twice a week. That's the goal. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, twice a week is probably above average for most people. I don't know. I mean, I, I if I'm at four times a week, I'm I'm happy. But twice is pretty good. Twice a week kids. in Chicago, so that's about five months. So yeah, it's 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 been going pretty good. Chicago has amazing golf, and that's what everyone always says when you when you say I'm headed up to Chicago for something. Oh man, the golf, the golf, the golf. But let's talk a little bit about Butler National, which I know you've played a couple of times. Uh, I've only played it once. Your Sam's obviously a member there. Uh, it's a very, very difficult, difficult track. And looks like he had a hole in one last year, perhaps, and maybe got beat in a tournament to a 20 handicap. Uh, that was a tough loss to shoot 69 and get a hole in one and lose on the last hole to a guy that was a 14 who shot 37 on the front and his uh, partner who was a 22 and shoots 42. So that's golf. That's why we have the handicap system. And it's, it's a, it's a crazy game, but no, Butler has been very good to me. Uh, I've been fortunate to win the club championship the last two years out there. Awesome. So that's been really good, Congrats. but it's, it's one of the places that you, like I was telling you earlier, uh, last Friday shot 70 yesterday, shoot 76. You cannot take a shot off. Every single shot is so demanding and when you guys both played there a couple of years ago, when you walk in, you'll see a stat on the wall uh, from 1974 to 1990 when they had the U.S. O- or the Western Open out there. It was the hardest course on tour 
even harder than the U.S. Open. So I think the scoring average was 70.5, where the U.S. Open average was 70.3. So that just shows you how hard Butler National is. Yeah. Well, number seven is the par five, correct? Yes. Beautiful par five, about 650, wraps around uh, Salt Creek, uh, dogleg right. Just uh, probably the best par five in Chicago, in my opinion. Our caddy, I believe it was Justin Thomas, he said, Mm. did he hit it in two? He hit driver, driver, and he was about 10 yards short going for the green in two. Yeah. I remember that. That whole is everything you you Uh want and more. I mean, the whole golf course is awesome. Uh, the par threes are all all beautiful, and to be a two time club champion, I mean you've got a little ice in the veins there, bud. Uh, I I figured it out the last couple of years, but there's a lot of really good golfers at Butler, and um, it's it's just one of those things I I want so bad to win out there yeah. because it's Butler, and when you when you walk into the clubhouse, you see your name, you know, from 1972, all the club champs till now. Uh, that was just the goal. Was just how do I get my name on this this elite awesome. club, and I want I want it up there, so figured it out and we'll see if we can go for the three peak this year. I hope you do, man. Good luck. <laughs> when is it? Is it in August? Uh, early August, early, early August. August. Okay. So you have any other golf ventures planned this year at all? Or are you kind of just staying, staying back here, work, family and work, a couple golf trips planned. Uh, me and a buddy are going out to long Island in uh, in mid to late August after, right after his wedding, we're going to be playing uh Friars head and hopefully Shinnecock. So oh. have never played golf in long Island, but obviously that's a bucket list for, you know, a lot of us guys chasing birdies and yes. Yes. Well, yeah. So uh, Shinnecock, I've never played there, but no. I hear that's incredible. And nationals I wanna, right I, there. I want to go play Maidstone. Maidstone that's Club. my bucket list. They're so all, they're, I've not, I've never played out there. So this will be the first time and they're all right next to each other. If you've, you know, you've seen the the ratings and seen the, you know, pictures of all the courses, they're literally all within, you know, miles of each other, which is incredible. You know, back then when they built the courses to now, Hey, look at all these amazing golf courses all right here. We all know a gentleman with initials SP who claims to have a little gateway to Shinnecock and uh, Maidstone. So we'll, the only gateway he has is the parking lot. <laughs> are we talking about the same sp yeah, okay yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking about the same sp yeah, he knows who he is. Yeah, so yes. he'll be laughing while he's listening to this one but uh-huh. um somehow he'll sneak into that foursome <laughs> do they call him america's guest well it's a it's a toss-up between him and my partner peppy here i mean <laughs> that's what uh, i was thinking we might have to make an america's guest head cover for you guys yeah. Yeah. that would be a great head Ooh. cover america's guest it can be the fat cat smoking a cigar. That's a great idea, Sam. Smoking a cigar, uh, America's guest down there, and then maybe, you know. Sitting uh, in a car with my clubs in the. Yes. Foot. Walking into a locker room. Maybe there's no bill. No, you guys never get bills because you're America's guest, you, right? Ah. This is this is fantastic. <laughs> this is kind of how the creator process works. It just starts. Yeah. Just, we yeah. just created a head cover. Let's go. You don't uh-huh. even know it. Yeah, well, it's your head cover, bud. I'll give it to you. It's named after you. Yeah. You might have to put JP, uh, your initials on there somewhere. (laughs) If it's free, I'll take three. Exactly. That's so funny, man. Well, hey, you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to golf, who's going to turn down a good opportunity to go play a good course somewhere? I mean, I'm not. You know, if if I'm on the invite list, I'm in. 
Yeah. Uh, as long as you, like you said, you uh, mentioned at lunch, you know, coming down to your courses in West Virginia, of course, uh-huh. it's on the it's on the list. Now you got to make time to make it happen. Yeah. Right. So I always, I try to turn some business trips into some pleasure mm-hmm. if possible. And I'm fortunate to be in the golf industry where a lot of times I visited these courses like uh, a Marion, but don't have clubs. I remember mm-hmm. a couple of years ago was selling some putters of the shop at Marion on the putting green. A member walks up to me, Hey, are you Sam Bettinardi? Do you want to play golf today? Oh, I don't have my clubs. I'm I'm here for work. I got to go. So that's happened a couple of times that it's so painful because you're on the most beautiful. I mean, Cypress Point, I've been to the pro shop, never played. So it's such a tease, but uh, definitely got to make it happen. You know, just make the rounds, but we got some time, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You have time time's on, on your side. side. And, and for a lot of people, they don't even have the opportunity to get to those, those places. That's what Ryan and I just went down and, and played with a buddy of yours out of Peachtree, Collier Smith, and um, man, that place—that's his first time playing. Oh, that place, place is so special. good, isn't it? It was—it was incredible. I mean, it literally reminded me of Augusta. It's the, um, the it's layout. the opposite of Augusta, you know, when Bobby Jones helped create Peachtree and uh, Augusta in terms of the shot selection, mm-hmm. the variety. So, I love Peachtree. Yeah, top no, five for sure. Yeah, I would agree. I would definitely agree to that. What do you What do you think? Yeah, it's probably top three for me. I mean, Pine Valley is Pine Valley. Right. And, and Peachtree is Peach. Peachtree is absolutely incredible. You can name a hole and I'll tell you about that hole. That's how I judge a golf course. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Well, it will, if you can remember a golf hole, mm-hmm. and if you've only played that golf course one time, you know it's a good golf course. Yeah. If you have to go through your mind and think, but what was three? Oh, and the mem- you know, oh, three was that dog leg right. Oh, you know, yeah. that's yeah. when you yeah. know. If you can walk off a course, remember every hole after the round and the next day, then you know it's a great track. Yeah. Exactly. And that's that's how I judge a good cigar. If you can't taste it in your mouth the next day, it's a good cigar. So, <laughs> see, everything <laughs> falls into place here. We actually, uh, we did have a couple of cigars last night uh, after dinner. Jonathan and I went over to the... Big's Mansion. Big's Mansion. Very nice. You ever, you ever been there? I have not been there, but I uh, heard great, great things. I'm not as big of a cigar guy as you, Pepe. I, I can't have two a day. Oh, man. That's, two a yeah. day is light for him. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> he just smokes them, and I'm like, dang, you know? But teach their own. Yeah. Uh, Kudos to you. So so let's get back to, to, to the golf side of things. I mean, the golf business is in such a good place right now. I mean... Where do we go from here for, for the golf world? You know, five years ago, country clubs are closing down. Now, five years later, country clubs are busting at the seams and they're not even letting new members in because they've got so many. The golf club manufacturers are busting at the seams. You're, you're adding new production tools and, and more staff. Where do we go from here? That's that's a really, really good question. That's a lot of thoughts that people in the industry, you know, when I deal with our retail partners and PGA pros is asking the same things is, can we keep the people that just got into the game of golf because of COVID in the game of golf? So, you know, I think in America, there's probably 22, 23 million golfers. And during COVID, maybe another four or 5 million started wow. playing. So let's just say we can keep what, 20% of those golfers, another million golfers got added. That's great. Every retail store in the country will tell you they're just, they're swamped. I mean, the numbers they're putting up are crazy. And I do think the ride is going to have to come to an end soon because it's going to be hard to keep up. But let's keep these new players in the game. I think that's the whole key instead of, hey, I'm going to go play golf because, you know, the White Sox, you know, the there's no fans allowed there movie theaters are shut down or I can't go do, you know, the things I've nor concerts. Let's keep those players in the game by whether it's making it more fun or 
more attractive. I'm not the uh, the architect behind that, but if we can keep those guys in, I think golf will be in a great spot. Yeah, and I think I people are starting to enjoy golf more. I mean, you think about it. You and I played college golf. Ryan played college golf. After college, I quit golf for for a year or so because I was just so burnt out. You have to play tournaments. It's so competitive. In the summers, you don't even get to go go on vacations. You're playing competitive golf. Now I'm I love golf right now. You you put a transfusion in the cart, turn the music on, and let's go. And, and you know, a lot of these country clubs now are becoming so lax that hey, you don't necessarily have to tuck your shirt in or wear your hat straight. Or I think they're making it more appealing for the golf world. Yeah. Even though I don't agree with, I'm more of a traditionalist. Well, tuck shirt in and hat forward and all that. So look at Malbon, you know, who at some point we'll have on here and Bettinardi just kind of collabed a little bit. And mm-hmm. that Malbon is that real lax lifestyle approach. And, and that's okay. You know, I think that's what more people are starting to realize is that golf doesn't always have to be between the lines uh, in terms of your apparel or, you know, obviously you go to an Oakmont or Butler National, you're not going to roll in with your hat backwards and your shirt untucked. But at the same time, you know, if you want to go to a nice top 100 course like Pete Dye, where it is a lax environment, you can have the drinks, the music flowing, you know, shirt untucked. And I think it's a great crossover. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say to tie it all in, I think golf is in a, a really great spot right now. And I hope that it continues upwards like that, um, reaching out to on the peripherals. Totally agree to be able to have a little bit of both. You know, the tradition, you know, even think about baseball right now. There's a big argument with the traditionalists over, you know, innings played or pitching, guys putting substances on the ball. Uh, you know, hitters not hitting as far. They want to keep it like the game's always been. Don't touch, right? Don't touch okay. anything about baseball. Yeah. So you got that in golf where, hey, you know, you have to have your shirt tucked in. It's got to be a certain way. I'm all for making golf more accessible because I think that's what's turned a lot of people off over the years. So, mm-hmm. uh, again, to your point, what other brands have done and what, you know, uh, other golf courses done, you know, playing music, you know, more activities out there. I like some of these short courses that are popping up. All these things yeah. are, you know, just great for the game. Yeah. And I'll tell you who's done a great job of that is, is Nemecolon. Um, I don't know. You've never been to Nemecolon, but they're coming, they're coming on board and, and we'll have you there sometime to play the 36 holes. And it's a lax environment there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, two beautiful courses, I mean, again, you can ride scooters around the property and and not have to worry about playing your music too loud. And I think that's what a lot more people our age are, are starting to enjoy. And um, it's it's good to see, like you said. I mean, if it's for keeping people within the game, I'm all for it. Absolutely. So what uh, what do you think your most memorable moment is within the, within this business, being a you know behind the desk at Betnardi, working with some tour players? What sticks out to you uh, in terms of maybe your most memorable moment or accomplishment with respect to your role? That's a really good question. I mean, there's been there's been a lot of things the past eight or nine years that I've worked here that have been really, really cool, whether it's, you know, doing our collaboration with Scotty Pippen last year, being a oh. you know big Bulls fan. Um, I'd say, you know, just most what came out to my head was Francesco Molinari winning the Open in 2018. I remember... Uh, the previous year that fall, he was here in Chicago at Conway Farms. And I remember going up to him and just saying, Hey, Francesco, Eduardo, your brother uses our putter. You know, I'm Italian, you're Italian. We like pasta. Why don't we make, why don't we make you a putter? Uh, you know, sure, Sam. Okay. Be, let's do it. So we made him some putters and watching him go from maybe 
36, 38th in the world to winning his first PGA Tour event, winning the Open, winning the BMW over in Europe, which is their marquee event, going 5-0 and at the Ryder Cup. That was really cool. Wow. And to have a big part in it, again, talked about Kokrak earlier, getting him going, you know, being a 120 to 140 player on the PGA Tour and putting. Now he's, you know, number one, you know, number five in putting. Same thing with Molinari. So for me, I think the rewarding aspect and uh, is seeing our name on TV on Sundays and knowing the fact that we had a hand in helping those guys mm-hmm. get to that point. Um, you know, again, the business side of things, there's been fun things with the Hive or expanding our business, getting new buildings, new machinery, all fun stuff. Uh, but I think seeing those guys win and knowing that we played a part in helping them win was, is just so cool. Yeah. Great answer. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I got, I got a flag. I got a putting green in my basement, of course. I have to practice putting and I got to get my son, Mateo, you know, keep it up with his putting. But I have the flag down there, you know, to Sam. Thanks for all your help, Francesco. So that's that's just the coolest thing to be involved in the Open Championship winner and, you know, you know the, the game's oldest major. So, again, thing that, that came major. first to mind. That major. That's the one that I watch TV on. Uh-huh. All, all the time. I mean, you can wake up at three in the morning. Yeah, it's a great one. Prime time. It's it's the world's major, they call it, because you got Asia that, you know, the Asian market can watch it, you know, and versus, uh, you know, if it's the Masters, which ends at, you know, five, six Eastern, right? They're waking up to see it where they open. They can watch, you know, pretty much right. all day. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, we're, uh, we're going to transition here over to our uh, tapping segment, Sam. And, and for listeners out there, Chasing Birdies is proud to be aligned now with Betonardi Golf, um, so you definitely have to go over there and check them out on online here. But uh, I'm gonna let my partner take it over here for the tap in segment and roll right into it. All right, Sam. A couple quick questions. Just give us what comes to mind: wizard or fat cat? Fat cat. All right. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. That's mine too. Uh, favorite golf course: Pine Valley. Mm. Okay. Tough to beat, like you said earlier. And that's in its own little world. So number two, I'd probably say Butler. Yeah. Right. And, and I have are, to. Yeah. yeah, you have to. And that's, <laughs> have to. That's a great. Two-time major team. champion there. I know. So, um, dream foursome. Ooh. I would say right now, let's go with Phil Mickelson. He'd be a lot of fun. and got to have a lefty in the group. I would say Michael Pena. I've been playing some golf with him. He's a lot of fun. Good guy to have around. And I'd probably go with my old man. Got to got to throw Bob a bone. Throw now, Bob a bone. Now, now is <laughs> now is Bob on your team? Are you are you going to claim he, him on the first tee? Depending on what his handicap is. <laughs> we got to. Well, I'll tell you after this weekend. We have a member guest together. So depending right. on how that goes, I'll let you know if he's on my team or I'm uh, I'm uh, playing against him. All right. Member <laughs> guests bring out a lot of true colors. That's a lot sure. of emotions. Last, Last question. Favorite drink on the course. Uh, transfusion. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's my go-to. They, they're sneaky though. Well, they, Ben already has that head cover with the, right? The yeah. airstrikes, the transfusions. We do. Out. We've been, we've been making transfusion products since 2016, 17. And it's, it's kind of a staple for us and what we've been doing. And it's just, it's a fun thing. I, I didn't even know what a transfusion was until playing a, you know, a private club and the group of guys, Hey, let's get a tra- tra- uh, airstrike of transfusions. What's a transfusion. And then now it's my favorite drink. That's, there awesome. you go. That's it. That's hilarious. Well, Sam, we can't thank you enough. A for supporting us. B for coming onto the podcast, taking time out of your busy day. So thank you very much. Yeah. We appreciate and that. Please awesome. Guys go check out Betnardi at betnardi.com. Jonathan, Ryan, thank you guys both. 
appreciate you having me on and good luck. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks so much, man. And look forward to seeing you down in West Virginia. You got it. Thanks, Sam. We'll see you. Dude, is it me or do these episodes just keep getting better and more fulfilling? And I don't know. Yeah, it's um, it's really cool to see, you know, people open up a little bit about what they're doing in, in their life. And again, Sam uh, is running the show at a, at a major golf company right now, a top putter company. And it was cool because I'm glad that you got to see the whole facility yeah. in person. We did this interview in person um, in Sam's office, and we're looking at these head covers. I mean, some of these head covers, bud, on a secondary uh, market are going $1,000, $1,500 for a head cover. I mean, you're over there. All you're thinking about is how you can get away with taking one or two. My, my fingerprints were all over the head covers. I mean, you know, it's it's ridiculous some, some of the times the way you think. It's embarrassing but, a little bit, but whatever. Hey, hats off to Sam, who recently won the Butler National Club. Yeah, so when we recorded this, he won it two years in a row. And now he went for the three-peat. Three-peat. He did it. He did it. Good for him. So, exciting news here. We got... Um, on the, I guess it would be... The 26th, on, we're going to drop yeah. um, a banter session for you guys. Because we got... We got, so, oh, we got so much crap to talk about. We got about. so much I to mean, discuss, dude. We got to talk about I can't even... The, t- I, you want to hear what I need to talk about? I need to vent about how Yaki Gandy Country Club... I love it. I love the place. But, but they couldn't get the shots right. But they didn't get the shots right. They didn't get the swag in time. We can't wait to hear about this one. And then we saw a video of B-Cats hitting... A little wedge shot over the road. We got that. In the railing. I mean, this is all good stuff. We got we got to go back to the West Virginia Am. We got to go to the Pete Dye Club Championship. We got to talk about the 5K race that your boy right here ran. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all kinds. Con- like, I I'm watched shifting. you do that. I, I, I smoked a cigar on the side and watched you do that. So I, I mean, was I, proud of you, bud. Thanks, dude. It was good. Um, and then after the banner set. Oh, and by the way, on the banner set, we're going to try to bring in Spades Corner. Uh, which is going to be a little gambling talk now that football season is right mm-hmm. around the corner. Um, but after the banner sesh on the 26th, we're going to roll right into the old Labor Day weekend special on September 2nd mm-hmm. with your buddy Ryan Callahan, yep. an Olympian or USA hockey player. Yep, an Olympian. Um, and what better way to start the Labor Day weekend with Ryan Callahan? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he started his career with the New York Rangers. Yeah, I believe so. New York guy. Well, he's a New York Ranger. He's a Tampa Bay Lightning, and he had an unbelievable career. Hashtag unbelievable. Go get that T-shirt on ChasingBirdies.co. Um, but it's a great conversation with him. Talks about you know his Olympic career, his NHL career, and his golf career. Yeah, he loves golf. So, and I mean, this guy played with all the the big boys down in Tampa. I mean, we're watching kids doing cannonballs right now in the, the pool. I mean, and where's the water wings? What's up with the parental guidance here, bud? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, you could do whatever you want here. Yeah, because we, we don't have lifeguards. There's, um, but, but we're looking over the infinity pool here at Nemecolon uh, at Falling Rock Hotel, and it looks yeah. it looks fantastic. And, uh, you know, the water's a little too deep for Ryan to walk out there, but I'll be here yeah. to watch him. Thanks, bud. Wow. Hey, doggy paddle. That's all, that's all I got. So, go to, yeah, go check out uh, at Chasing underscore Birdies on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Go to ChasingBirdies.co. Get your swag. Again, uh, there's going to be new product on there any day now. 
and uh, you have a good one. Tee it high, let it fly, and go find it. Amen, guys, and thank y'all for listening again, and thank you to Simpler Media and Rachel London for being our media production team and social media production team. Y'all have a good day now, all right?